Hello and welcome. This is New Creation Common Prayer. Today we are called to worship with Psalm 78, verses 1 through 16. Listen, my people, to my teaching. Tilt your ears toward the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth with a proverb. I'll declare riddles from days long gone, ones that we've heard and learned about, ones that our ancestors told us. We won't hide them from their descendants. We'll tell the next generation all about the praise due the Lord and his strength, the wondrous works God has done. He established a law for Jacob and set up instruction for Israel, ordering our ancestors to teach them to their children. This is so that the next generation, and children not yet born, will know these things, and so they can rise up and tell their children to put their hope in God, never forgetting God's deeds, but keeping God's commandments, and so that they won't become like their ancestors, a rebellious, stubborn generation, a generation whose heart wasn't set firm, and whose spirit wasn't faithful to God. The children of Ephraim, armed with bows, retreated on the day of battle. They didn't keep God's covenant. They refused to walk in his instruction. They forgot God's deeds, as well as the wondrous works he showed them. But God performed wonders in their ancestors' presence, in the land of Egypt, in the field of Zoan. God split the sea and led them through, making the waters stand up like a wall. God led them with the cloud by day, by the lightning all through the night. God split rocks open in the wilderness, gave them plenty to drink as if from the deep itself. God made streams flow from the rock, made water run like rivers. Today's Old Testament reading comes from 2 Samuel 7, verses 18 through 29. Then King David went and sat in the Lord's presence. He asked, Who am I? Lord God, and of what significance is my family that you have brought me this far? But even this was too small in your eyes, Lord God. Now you have also spoken about your servant's dynasty in the future, and the generation to come, Lord God. What more can David say to you? You know your servant, Lord God, for the sake of your word, and according to your own will, you have done this great thing so that your servant would know it. That is why you are so great, Lord God. No one can compare to you, no God except you, just as we have always heard with our own ears. And who can compare to your people Israel? They are the one nation on earth that God redeemed as his own people, establishing his name by doing great and awesome things for them, by driving out nations and their gods before your people whom you redeemed from Egypt. You established your people Israel as your own people forever, and you, Lord God, became their God. Now, Lord God, confirm forever the promise you have made about your servant and his dynasty. Do just as you have promised, so that your name will be great forever when people say, The Lord of heavenly forces is Israel's God. May your servant David's household be established before you, because you, Lord of heavenly forces, Israel's God, have revealed to your servant that you will build a dynasty for him. That is why your servant has found the courage to pray this prayer to you. Lord God, you are truly God. 
Your words are trustworthy, and you have promised this good thing to your servant. So, now willingly bless your servant's dynasty, so that it might continue forever before you, because you, Lord God, have promised. Let your servant's dynasty be blessed forever by your blessing. Today's New Testament reading comes from Acts 18, verses 12 through 28. Now when Gallio was the governor of the province of Achaia, the Jews united in their opposition against Paul and brought him before the court. This man is persuading others to worship God unlawfully, they declared. Just as Paul was about to speak, Gallio said to the Jews, If there had been some sort of injury or criminal behavior, I would have reason to accept your complaint. However, since these are squabbles about a message, names, and your own law, deal with them yourselves. I have no desire to sit in judgment over such things. He expelled them from the court. But everyone seized Sothenes, the synagogue leader, and gave him a beating in the presence of the governor. None of this mattered to Gallio. After Paul stayed in Corinth for some time, he said goodbye to the brothers and sisters. At the Corinthian seaport of Kincray, he had his head shaved since he had made a solemn promise. Then, accompanied by Priscilla and Aquila, he sailed away to Syria. After they arrived in Ephesus, he left Priscilla and Aquila and entered the synagogue and interacted with the Jews. They asked him to stay longer, but he declined. As he said farewell to them, though, he added, God willing, I will return. Then he sailed off from Ephesus. He arrived in Caesarea, went up to Jerusalem, and greeted the church, and then went down to Antioch. After some time there, he left and traveled from place to place in the region of Galatia and the district of Phrygia, strengthening all the disciples. Meanwhile, a certain Jew named Apollos arrived in Ephesus. He was a native of Alexandria and was well-educated and effective in his use of the scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord and spoke as one stirred up by the Spirit. He taught accurately the things about Jesus, even though he was aware only of the baptism John proclaimed and practiced. He began speaking with confidence in the synagogue when Priscilla and Aquila heard him. They received him into their circle of friends and explained to him God's way more accurately. When he wanted to travel to Achaia, the brothers and sisters encouraged him and wrote to the disciples so they would open their homes to him. Once he arrived, he was of great help to those who had come to believe through grace. He would vigorously defeat Jewish arguments in public debate, using the scriptures to prove that Jesus was the Christ. Today's Gospel reading comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 8, verses 22 through 33. Jesus and his disciples came to Bethsaida. Some people brought a blind man to Jesus and begged him to touch and heal him. Taking the blind man's hand, Jesus led him out of the village. After spitting in his eyes and laying his hands on the man, he asked him, Do you see anything? The man looked up and said, I see people, they look like trees, only they are walking around. Then Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes again. He looked with his eyes wide open, his sight was restored, and he could see everything clearly. Then Jesus sent him home, saying, Don't go into the village. Jesus and his disciples went into the villages near Caesarea Philippi. On the way, he asked his disciples, Who do you say that I am? They told him, Some say John the Baptist, 
others Elijah, and still others one of the prophets. He asked them, and what about you? Who do you say that I am? Peter answered, you are the Christ. Jesus ordered them not to tell anyone about him. Then Jesus began to teach his disciples, the human one must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and the legal experts, and be killed, and then after three days rise from the dead. He said this plainly, but Peter took hold of Jesus, scolding him, began to correct him. Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, then sternly corrected Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are not thinking God's thoughts, but human thoughts.
The Nicene Creed is a statement of Christian faith that goes back all the way to the year 325. It is a recitation of the common faith among all Christians about the triune God, the world, the church, and our future hope. It holds a special place among Christian creeds of faith as the only creed that has been affirmed by the Protestant, Catholic, and Eastern Orthodox branches of Christianity. If you know it, feel free to recite it along with me. If not, take this opportunity to listen to the core of our faith that has been handed down to us for nearly 2,000 years. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father. With the Father and the Son, He is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. And now let us enter into a time of prayer for ourselves, our community, and the whole world. I invite you, wherever you're joining with us, to lift up your prayers, either out loud or silently, wherever you are today. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for your church, both our local congregation and the church worldwide. Help us to be unified in our mission today and to be great co-partners with your spirit, wherever we find ourselves. Lord, we pray for those who are suffering today, whether sick, injured, or oppressed. Be with them, supply their needs, and bring justice today, we pray. Lord, we pray for those who may consider us enemies, whom we have injured or offended. Grant them your peace, and enable us to be peacemakers. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings, including these. Now let us pray the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us. Our Father, 
who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we depart this time together, go with these closing words from the end of Psalm 78, reflecting on David's faithfulness to the people of God. God brought him from shepherding nursing ewes to shepherding his people Jacob, to shepherd his inheritance, Israel. David shepherded them with a heart of integrity. He led them with the skill of his hands. Go today in the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We'll see you tomorrow. New Creation Common Prayer is a ministry of New Creation Community Online, New Creation Community Middleton, and Nampa College Church. You can find out more about our ministries by visiting nampacollegechurch.com. Today's song was Come as a Wisdom to Children, performed by Ryan Gage and recorded and mixed by Drew McKellips. All scripture readings were out of the Common English Bible. Today's psalm reading was read by Caleb Daniels. Today's Old Testament reading was by Caleb Daniels. Today's epistle reading was by Caleb Daniels. And today's gospel reading was by Caleb Daniels. Background music for New Creation Common Prayer was created awesomely by Keller Gage. Today's devotion was produced and edited by Caleb Daniels.